So it's really good to see um, more faces, and some faces we haven't seen for a while. Um, anyone here for the first time? Any newcomers? <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome. Um, so um, I don't, I don't have a long message tonight. Um, I, I've been asking the Lord, you know, how to finish we, we, this series. We've been doing a series for those who've been able to join us online. Um, we've been doing a series on uh, on Jesus and wanting to be closer to Him and wanting to be friends with Him. Uh, and part of that has been stripping out, or at least trying to strip out some of the some of the rubbish in our lives. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've looked at some things that, that sometimes, you know, we, that can be common wrestles in our lives, things that we wrestle with, things like anger, things like control, things like rejection, uh, things like comfort. That's a big one for me, man. Um, maybe a big one for all of us in the West. And, um, and I, I, I hope over these last few weeks, for those who've been able to, to listen in, that the, the, this has never been about... It's never been about striving. It's never about trying to you know, strive to be perfect or strive to be right before God. At the very beginning of the series, we talked you know, against the kind of religious spirit and that idea that we can work our way to be acceptable to Jesus. It's not about becoming righteous through our own works. It is about becoming holy through the work of the Spirit and in obedience to Jesus and to the things that he calls us to. Um, and, you know, honestly, this has been going week to week. I, I wasn't sure when he would say, okay, now's, now's the time to end it. But I, I sense that t today was that night and, um, and that tonight being Pentecost, that we had this opportunity to dedicate ourselves, again, um, individually and corporately to the Lord. Um, you know, obviously, if... If we are truly to know Jesus, we cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the means through which we know God. Um, and, you know, I thought about this. I thought, you know, Lord, do I need to do a you know, talk on the Holy Spirit? And he said no. Um, that today was about, um, today was about remembrance. And today was about repentance. Remembrance and repentance. One of those things I'm going to ask you to do publicly. The other I'm going to let you do privately. <laughs> Unless the, the Lord stirs you otherwise. Um, you never know. But today is Pentecost. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's obviously the day that we, we remember this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And um, let me just read you know, what Peter repeats in his message, his Pentecost message in Acts. He repeats the words of Joel. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. Um, so Pentecost was just a little bit of Bible history here. Sorry to all those students who have just done Biblet 1 or 2 or something similar. Um, but, you know, the, the Pentecost is, is the, um, the festival of feasts, one of three major festivals that um, Jewish um, families followed. In particular, this was one of three times in the calendar year that Jewish men would have to go to Jerusalem. And if you, I'm not going to bother with this today, but if you read the, the, the law in Leviticus where God spells out what's supposed to happen on this day, it's, there's quite a ritual. There's, I think it's three different sacrifices that have to be made in addition to, in addition to food offerings of, of bread as well as drink offerings. It's a really complex system of sacrifices. Um, and it's also, um, just by the by, the festival that has the most rest time too. I don't know if that's relevant to the Holy Spirit, but it's interesting that this is the day that God shows. And... Um, the, the, the festival of feasts, um, it always comes, well, now I'm forgetting, is it 51 days, 57 days? Certain number of days after, uh, after Easter, forgive me, I forgot the number. Um, but it was, it was done, it, the, the feast itself was a celebration when the first buds of the harvest would, sh- would start to show. And so it was a way for the Jews to go to God and to sacrifice the first fruits that they were receiving and saying, thank you for, Lord, what you have given to us. And um, it's, you know, it's, I guess, in God's providence that he chooses this festival to say, you know, on this day, on this day of Pentecost, I'm not receiving your sacrifices. I'm not receiving the sacrifice of a goat and the sacrifice of the lambs and the sacrifice of bread and the sacrifice of drinks and the sacrifice of an ox. I am giving to you. You're no longer giving me the sweet aroma of all these different sacrifices that I am giving you the sacrifice. I'm giving you my spirit. And there's this wonderful symbolism that just as the Jews would celebrate that first bud of harvest, God was saying, I'm giving you my spirit and now you become the first bud of my harvest. You become the first buds of my kingdom. It's, it's such a wonderful picture that God paints. Um, and, you know, as, as my wife said, I said to, I said to Kath, you know, it's, you know, it is Pentecost. Are we supposed to just, you know, remember it's Pentecost every year? Because it's like, we just remember. It's like, you know, is God supposed to do something every year on Pentecost? You know, and Kath said, well, you know, God does things for a reason. And he likes us to remember for a reason. And he calls us to remember for a reason. And he sent his spirit on this day of the festival of feasts was the day that he chose to give his spirit. And what I felt God saying tonight is just as the just as Jews would go to Jerusalem and would offer themselves, sorry, would offer these sacrifices. So I believe God wants us tonight to offer ourselves again to him. And this might be something you've done once, it might be something you've done a thousand times. But I felt him saying, tonight's a night where I want you to declare this. Declare yourselves as an offering to me. 
But before we do that, I wanted us to, I wanted us to celebrate the Holy Spirit. All right, so like I said, I don't want to give you a sermon on the Holy Spirit. Um, we are a church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe God moves in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe the Holy Spirit is good, and this should be obvious. Okay, so tonight we're treating it as obvious. And <laughs> so I've given, I've given seven people some scriptures to read. Um, and I'm going to call on you in a little bit. Uh, they numbered, and Lisa's going to start. Um, but you can hold off just a second, because before... Um, do we need the mic? Yeah, we can, we can do it. We can do it with the mic. Um, yeah, I'll run around with it. But before we do scripture, I wanted, I wanted you guys just to have the chance to say what the Holy Spirit means to you. What has he meant to you in your faith? And it could be something general. It could be something really specific. And it doesn't have to be a long thing. It can just be something short. What does the Holy Spirit mean to you? What has He done for you? Why is He important? You can just shout it out. That God is near. Yeah. The Spirit comes to live inside us. You can't get more near than that. He is near. God is near. Yeah. The Spirit gives joy. One of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Hope. Where he is present, hope abounds. Unshakable peace. Mm. An unshakable peace, a foundation. God is a rock. Comfort. Mm. Comfort. He is the comforter. He brings justice. Oh, man. Yeah. And boldness. Yeah. Witness Peter. How bold he becomes in Acts. Sorry? Revelation? Absolutely. Yeah, the Spirit is to lead us into all truth, as one of the scriptures that we're going to read will tell us. He brings revelation of Jesus. Jesus says, hey, He's going to tell you what comes from me. The voice of truth. He speaks against doubt and lies. He says? Guiding her. Yeah, He guides us. A good friend. Yeah. Friendship. Anyone else? Motivation. Sorry? Motivation. Motivation. Yeah. He moves us. Unity. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus said, you know, they will know your mind by your unity. And the Spirit creates unity with us and the Father and the Son. It's one of the greatest promises in Scripture. I remember we were singing that song, um, All Who Are Thirsty, which just happens to be written by a South African. i just throw that out there. Um, and I, re I remember in, in London, my wife and I were there, and we were having a really hard time struggling with homesickness, and, and we were broke. And we went to this home group and we sang the song and the spirit moved in that time. And the leader of the group um, had a word and he said that that word was for me. And he prayed for me and, and the Lord came and he just, and he removed 
a weight, a burden off my soul and my spirit that I, that I was struggling to cope with. And the next day, in obedience to the Spirit, this man paid my debt as well. He moves. Anyone else? Yeah, shamelessness. There's such freedom. Absolutely, yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Anyone else? Sorry? Aliveness? Being alive. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so many things. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere, I guess, Matt. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's worried if he starts, he's not going to stop. This is the problem. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's hear some scripture. I don't know who number two is. I know you're number one. If you want to, yeah. Yeah, you take it off. Just, just don't cough on Adam. Genesis 1. He was there at the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Thanks, Lisa. Who's number two? Micah 3 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. That was Micah 3 8. Yeah. Who's number three? Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Amen. Amen. Number four. Where do you go? Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. John 14. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom, he, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. Thanks, John. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Thanks, Trevor. And lastly, Melissa. John 16. 
But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, everyone. There, there are obviously so many more scriptures. Um, I've got a whole lot of other things here that I could read from scripture where God just does amazing things through the Spirit. Um, but I don't think all of these things, if they can be summed up in that last scripture, that, that the host brings, brings what Jesus would have us, what he would have us have. <laughs> he speaks to us what is on our Lord's heart, and he reveals Jesus to us. So my first question to you is, who is the Holy Spirit to you? Um, the second thing I want us to ask, and that's kind of going back into this series, is what is standing in the way of us having more of Him? And by having more of the Spirit, obviously by that I mean having more of Jesus, having more knowledge of God, having more intimacy with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's this really amazing promise that Jesus gives us in John 20, um, which I know you all know well. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And there's, um, I, find this, I find this part of Scripture curious. Um, because there's this short little gap between... Jesus saying this, giving them this promise of receive, and then the actual Pentecost, Holy Spirit being given. Maybe they got some, I don't know. Maybe that, you know, this was just a promise that came true at Pentecost. Um, but there's this really curious moment um, where Jesus has been a, appearing to his disciples on multiple occasions. We get this, this amazing promise of peace and, this, and breathing and saying, receive the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, a chapter over, we get this incredible encounter with Jesus and the disciples on the beach, particularly incredible for Peter because Jesus restores him as the leader of the church. Um, but there's this really, 
I think, so, such a wonderful human moment where in between this promise of peace and promise of the Holy Spirit and this meeting on the beach and Jesus saying, go to Jerusalem and wait, we have this human moment of Peter leading his disciples to go fishing. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I, I hate it and I love it at the same time. Because part of me wants to think, come on, Peter, you've lived with Jesus all this time. The resurrected Christ has appeared and he's said to you, you've received the Holy Spirit. Why aren't you on your knees all the time waiting for this to come true? Why aren't you doing, you know, doing something holy and spiritual? But what does he do? He, goes, he does what he does. He's a fisherman. He said three years with Jesus, but he goes back to do the thing that he's done, which is to fish. And Jesus meets him doing the thing that he just does. He's a fisherman. And I don't think this Peter was getting anything, doing anything wrong in doing that, but it's obvious he just goes back to his secular way, his secular life, his life, his pre-Jesus life. There's nothing to show us that he was doing anything else. And that scripture for me is, is such a, there's such a grace in that scripture because it reveals Peter's humanness, his humanity. But I, I did sense the Lord's wanting to ask us, we, we, we've, we've, said a, we've said a few things, a few of the many things about how amazing the Holy Spirit is, how amazing we understand God to be. And yet, obviously, we can always go back to our other way of being. We can go to our other comforts. We can, frankly, we can grieve the Spirit, as Scripture says. There can be parts of our lives which we are just not willing to give up to Him. And... Um, and tonight, I've, I felt the Lord saying, will you, will you spend some time and give me space, space to speak? There's obviously the reality in church that we can, we can wear masks. Um, you know, we can, we can say the right things, we can pray the right prayers. Um, only we know the state of our hearts. Maybe a few close people that we pray with <laughs> who know something about us. But we can all probably be pretty crappy during the week and come here and pretend to be good Christians. Um, maybe we're getting a 90% right. I, think, you know, I don't know. Um, but like I said at the beginning, this is not about striving. I said to uh, our staff, we had a staff meeting this week, and, and it's so easy for us to make church complicated. It's very easy for us to make our relationships with Jesus complicated. But he actually makes it quite simple when he says to his disciples to expand the church. You know, he says, baptize, and he says, yeah, baptize and repent. The main thing he calls us to is repentance. That will we have hearts that are yielded to him? And, I, and I, I'm not sure about you, but in the state of everything that's been going on around us in the world, it's, it, it has, it's, it's been a wonderful time for me to see where my comforts are and where my foundations are. You know, if your university starts to run out of money and people start losing their jobs, you think, well, I might not be as secure as I thought I was. When your restaurant can no longer have customers, you think, well, I'm not so secure as I thought I was. Um, and you realize, well, you know, there's millions of Christians around the world who live like this. We, we're very fortunate to live such comfortable lives. 
But it's been, a, it's been a really interesting time of, of being able to search my heart. And I'm sure for many of us, it's been like that. Where are our priorities? Where are our foundations? Where are our securities located? And there's other parts of our hearts that we haven't yet given up to him. Um, Kath and I, our last church in, in, in South Africa was called Church of the Holy Spirit. Um, which is a cool name, isn't it, for a church? Um, any church can have the Holy Spirit, obviously. It doesn't have to be in the name. But this church was led by probably still the most prophetic man I've ever known. And he loved the Holy Spirit. He was just a man who was deeply submitted to the Holy Spirit. Very gentle, kind man who would just nail you <laughs> if, he, if necessary with the Holy Spirit. Um, he, he just heard God so accurately. But there was something about naming the church, the Church of the Holy Spirit, that just said to God, you are welcome here. That this is your church for your presence to meet your people. And that's what we experienced week in and week out, week in and week out, was people encountering God. My, still my favorite story of that church was a friend of ours who was, well, a person who became a friend of ours who was a, uh, it's not an atheist, she was a spiritualist, um, who walked into the church when the worship band were practicing and she converted because she said the spirit is here and she realized the power of God just in the practice and she became one of the most amazing Christian women I've ever known and we, you know, we're not called Church of the Holy Spirit but we are called Kingdom Life Church and it's really hard to have the kingdom if we don't have the spirit and that's how, that, those are our roots in this place. That's how we started. The church started with a move of the Holy Spirit. And it's been going on, well, it started about 12 years ago, Bill, the, the move of the Holy Spirit, 12, 13 years ago, 14, 15, I don't know, it's been a, been a few. With Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 11 years. Um, you know, in the last semester, we saw the Spirit start to move again. On campus, I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. So, um, I've asked Brian if you would just come and uh, play a song. Um, I want I want us just to have a song's time, whatever that time is, a few minutes. And like I said, only you know the state of your heart. Um, and I ask you just to give the Holy Spirit a chance to speak. Um, and if um, the Holy Spirit gives you the all clear, um, maybe there are some of us in the room who will get the all clear, then ask him for a word for someone that you can give them after the service. But I want us just to ask the Lord, is there some part of my life, is there a part of my heart, is there a part of my faith, part of my thinking that is denying you access, that is, just, that is holding you back in some way? Okay. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we worship you. You are our God and our Savior, and you are, you are our King. And Lord, you sent your Spirit to us. You sent the Helper, the Counselor, you sent your spirit to live inside us, to draw us into unity with you.
And Lord, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to play church. Lord, intimacy with you, relationship with you is the most important thing in our lives. The most precious thing that we have. So I pray, Lord, that you would speak now, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to your children in this place. Would you reveal to us if there's any, anything in our hearts, anything in our thinking that is stopping us experiencing more of you, stopping you having more of us. Would you speak, Lord? One thing I did um, hear the Lord saying is that there are, there, there are a few people in the room, I believe, who are struggling with a poverty spirit that is just saying that I'm not worthy. And the Lord's saying that you know, tonight is the night for that to go. Everyone in this room is worthy of His Spirit if we will yield our hearts to Him. Um, I felt like the Lord was saying that He wanted us to repent of um, comparison, um, specifically comparison that um, is a, is arrived at because of the, the sin of pride and the sin of insecurity, and it's sort of this this like seeing how we stack up with others and am I above someone and because and because of that I'm superior or am I below them and because of that I'm I'm less valuable. Um, I just felt like He wanted to to break off those sins and. Set us free from that. So, Jesus, we repent of the sin of comparison, um, and and we repent of pride and insecurity that leads to that. Lord, that says that we're better than others, or our value is determined by how we compare with others. Lord, we surrender that sin to you. We ask that you would forgive us, and that you would um, pour out your Spirit and replace that with with the, the revelation that our identity comes from you, our value and significance, and our hope comes from you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Melissa, would you come up and Bill? Luke isn't in the room, is he? So I just thought if the elders could come up. Um, sorry, Bill, this is a surprise. I mentioned it to you, Melissa. Um, I, asked, I went to the elders to, to pray a, a prayer of dedication, as it were, of just saying, Lord, we're open to you. You're here to advance your kingdom. Okay. I don't know if you want to go first then, Melissa. Yeah, Heavenly Father, immediately Romans... 12, 1 and 2 come to mind that we lay ourselves on the altar, the sacrificial imagery of just placing ourselves on the altar, dedicating ourselves to you. And sacrifices we hear comically sometimes try to get off the altar and squirm off the altar. 
but sacrifices there are done repeatedly. But tonight we want to dedicate our lives to you that you might fill us. I didn't share when we asked about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. And Jesus wants to be on the throne of each of our lives and live his life in and through us as we yield our lives to him because it's impossible to live the Christian life uh, in our own power. And so in this prayer of dedication, we say Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ lives in us. And the life that we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself up for us. Yeah, amen, amen. Heavenly Father, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for taking those of us who call this place home, for creating this place to be home for our hearts, Lord God. Many of us were looking for a place where we could know you more, where we could go deeper, where we could pursue you, Lord God, and you found this place for us, Lord God. And we're so grateful. We come from so many different backgrounds and denominations, but here, crazily, we are together because we love you and there's something here that draws us. It's your presence, Lord God. And Lord, right now, we ask for a spirit of unity among each of us individually that corporately there would be a corporate altar of our hearts for your spirit to rest upon, O oh God. Everything that you have done in us and through us as a body, we're so thankful for what you've done, Lord, but we also know that it's nothing compared to what you want to do. All of our past accomplishments, Lord God, right now we count it as done in light of what you're going to do in us and through us as a body, Lord God. So we dedicate ourselves to you anew and afresh, and we say, Holy Spirit, come. However you want, come. Whether it's a mighty rushing wind, whether it's a whisper, that still small voice, we don't care. We just want you. Come inhabit this place. Draw us closer to you. Draw us deeper, oh God. Thank you, guys. Let me let me um, finish with a prayer before Matt closes us off. Lord, this is the day of Pentecost, and we remember we remember the day where your Spirit was poured out on your sons and your daughters. That your young men would have visions and the old men would have dreams. That your maidservants, Lord, your, your sons and daughters, Lord, that we would see you and we would know you. So, Lord, we ask, we ask for your Spirit to be poured out on us. We ask for fresh, infilling, and refreshing of your Spirit. 
Lord, we ask that this church would be a well of life, of your spirit for people to encounter you. And Lord, that we would take your spirit out with us, that our homes, our places of work, Lord, wherever we go, that we would take your spirit with us. Lord, let our lives bring glory to you. We ask, Lord, we ask for your spirit. We ask for intimacy with you. We ask for unity with you, our Father, Jesus, our Savior, and your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, guys.